and welcome to Emma's ESL English. This week, we're going to be a little more literary. I was having a chat with a student last week and she wanted to know about an idiom that had come up in one of her books. And part of the idiom was, that way madness lies. And I said, hmm, I think that sounds official. And what I meant by official is generally in English, we don't know where our idioms come from. Quite often I can connect them to something to make them understandable, but it's surprising how often they're just apparently totally random stuff. But there are some of them that just sound too perfect. And a lot of those tend to come from Shakespeare. Some of you, hopefully most of you, have already heard of Shakespeare who's a pretty famous guy, and he is a really important part of British culture and the English language. It's estimated that Shakespeare invented as many as 1,700 words. However, to be fair, a lot of them were probably in common use already. It was just that Shakespeare was the first guy to write them down. <laughs> but there's definitely some that he probably did actually invent. He was a very creative guy. Today, I'm going to give you a little bit of information about Shakespeare and his background and just kind of a general introduction to Shakespeare. Then tomorrow, we're going to look at some of the vocabulary that was first written down by Shakespeare. And then on Thursday, we're going to look at some of these idioms from Shakespeare's plays. I'm hoping that this will be interesting for you and maybe a little bit surprising about how much influence Shakespeare has had on British culture. But also, I hope you will learn some new idioms and, and maybe new vocabulary and maybe just some fun facts. So today, we're looking at the history of Shakespeare. Although Shakespeare is one of the most famous literary figures in Britain's history, there's actually a surprising amount of mystery surrounding his life. We're not entirely sure when he was born, but we celebrate April the 23rd as his birthday, but actually it's his death day. We know that he died on April 23rd in 1616. So it's kind of a long time ago. He was married to Anne Hathaway. Of course, we know nothing about his personal life really, we can find out who his parents were, who he married, the name of his children, that kind of thing. But we don't know the stories surrounding them. Shakespeare was 18 when he married Anne Hathaway, and she was 26, so quite an age gap. And she was already pregnant when they got married. He seems to have spent a long time away from her, although some of the research suggests that he was actually spending time half in London and half in Stratford-on-Avon, which is where they lived. But again, we really don't know. He was born in Stratford-upon-Avon, which is in the middle of England. So I will put a little map in the blog for you so you can get an idea of where Stratford-upon-Avon is. Now, it's really easy to get to London from this part of the country. And it's really, there's a lot of roads, railways, buses, whatever. But at that time, you were looking at about a two-day ride, probably by horse or carriage, to get to London. So it wasn't an easy commute. 
His father was a glove maker, but he also held a lot of positions in the town. So he was pretty well known and held quite high positions. So that allowed William to go to a grammar school. We still have grammar schools today. Basically, they're a little bit more fancy than regular schools. William and his wife Anne had three children. The first was a daughter and then twins after his daughter. But his son, Hamnet, died at 11 years old, and that seemed to have been a really big shock for William. He wrote a lot of plays and poetry, and this is still very, very famous, of course, today around the world. And he was really prolific. He wrote about two plays a year for almost 20 years, and if you've seen the length of some of his plays, that is quite a lot of work. But we don't know when he went to London, and we don't know how he became famous either. In all, he wrote 38 plays and 154 sonnets, as well as some other writings and poems. But we don't have all of them. In fact, we have no original writing from Shakespeare at all. We just have some collections that the people he worked with gathered. And so we don't have an exact copy of everything that he wrote. Shakespeare, as I said, is a huge part of our culture in the UK and has infiltrated a lot of different areas. When I was in school, the movie Shakespeare in Love came out, 1998, so it's a little bit old. It's a romantic comedy. To be honest, there's not much in there that really relates to his life, but it's a good, fun movie, so I would suggest you watch it. It's a great insight into the kind of people that were around, the kind of clothes that they wore, what London might have looked like at the time. So just in terms of what 1616 and before looked like and felt like, it's a really good movie from that perspective. There's another movie called Anonymous that came out in 2011, and that really thinks about some of the mystery around Shakespeare. There's even question about some of his plays. Did he write them or did somebody else write his plays? We're not sure. A lot of films have been made directly from his work. So some of the films are literally recordings of the plays that have been put on in theatre. Some of them are an adaption of the play to make a movie. And a lot of times people use the ideas from his plays to write their own stories. So in 1999, we had Midsummer Night's Dream with Michelle Pfeiffer. I think he would have liked that. <laughs> There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of really cool stuff of fairies and things like that. Romeo and Juliet is one of his most famous plays. Has over 30 filmed versions of Romeo and Juliet. That's a lot. <laughs> For me, the most famous version of that, again, came out while I was at school in 1996. And that's Baz Luhrmann's version of Romeo and Juliet. It was one of the things that made Leo DiCaprio famous and had one of my favorite actresses at the time, Claire Danes, in it. So it was a way to make Shakespeare more relatable to a modern audience. But he also inspired many other writers, as I mentioned. Some of them stole his ideas, some of them stole the storylines, and others matched or mixed stuff or just picked out bits to use in their own work. 
My favourite writer, Terry Pratchett, satirised Macbeth, which is one of the most famous plays and one that I studied at school, in his book Weird Sisters. So there are several iconic scenes in the book that are really directly stolen from Macbeth, but Terry flips them in some way and makes them very funny. I think what I'll do is do a reading for you of the beginning of The Weird Sisters and the beginning of Macbeth so you can see how similar they are. Weird Sisters is a very funny book, actually. <laughs> it's one of the first witches book in the Discworld series. And it's really clear. If you've read Macbeth, it's really clear because the story very closely lines up. But he flips some of the things. So in Macbeth, uh, Macbeth's wife is very upset when she can't get blood off her hands. But in the book, it's the husband who can't get blood off his hands. So, yeah, people have really used Shakespeare a lot in their story. If you're interested in the influence of Shakespeare on the English language in general, I would suggest reading Bill Bryson's Shakespeare, The World as a Stage, which has a lot of fascinating research and insights and will really show you how massive the impact of Shakespeare is on the British language. Tomorrow, we're going to be looking at some of the vocabulary that was first captured by Shakespeare. And on Thursday, we'll look at some of his iconic phrases that have become well-used idioms. And a lot of the time, British people don't realize that they're quoting Shakespeare when they use his idioms. I'm sure there's things like that in your language, too. If you have any questions, please email me, emmasesl.english at gmail.com. Or alternatively, you can head over to the blog, emmaseslenglish.com, and I will put some of the links to the trailers of the shows that I've mentioned and the books that I've mentioned and also the list of the Romeo and Juliet movies. I'll put all of those links in the blog so you can look and do your own research if you're interested in Shakespeare. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye!